Hey, Green Future Growers! Welcome to Season 3. I'm your host, Jackie Marie Beyer. If you're new to the show, I hope you'll subscribe on iTunes for free or follow on your favorite podcast app. And let's get growing! Hey, listeners! Happy for 2021 day! So, this is Jackie Marie Beyer here on the mic. I have three recordings that, I'm sorry, I did in my car, but they're very short. They're like 20 seconds I'm going to have you listen to and I would love 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 your feedback which one do you like which one sounds most like you I'm kind of trying to come up with my 18 second elevator pitch or actually this is what I'm going to start saying at the uh, beginning of the show Um, so you're going to get to pick from one of those Uh, actually why don't I pipe those in here and then I will uh, continue but they were in my car, so the sound for them is very short, but then, uh, but again, they're very short. I help homeowners develop an organic oasis where they want to hang out with family and friends and enjoy an organic home-cooked meal. The Green Organic Garden Podcast helps you create an earth-friendly landscape where you can enjoy a homegrown, the most delicious, nutritious, healthy, homegrown meal with family and friends. The Green Organic Garden Podcast helps you create an earth-friendly landscape where you can enjoy the most delicious, nutritious, healthy, organic meal with family and friends. Perhaps I could say, I help homeowners develop an organic oasis where they want to hang out with their family and friends and enjoy, enjoy an organic meal. Ooh, I like that. I help homeowners develop an organic oasis where they want to hang out with their family and friends and enjoy an organic meal. So, do you feel like you're more of an organic home? or an organic eater or a homeowner like i feel like my listeners are pretty much homeowners but definitely people who want to create an organic oasis where they're hanging with their family and friends um but maybe i'm wrong about that but i'm really trying to dial in on um my niche and i i feel like as compared to being somebody who's just about um, growing the best food, you know, our book Mike and I wrote is about building an organic oasis. It's it's about enjoying it with your family. I know Mike's favorite thing to do in the garden is when the grandkids come and pick the carrots and just, um, you know, just... And also, I really want to tie in that green part about you know, creating an earth-friendly environment. I just got off the phone with Kat Bien. I can't wait to release her episode. Another rock star millennial. I mean, this girl, like, and I, she could be my daughter. I just, um, love her. She's going to get her master's in social work and, um, so passionate about the environment and the connections between humans and environment and food and, and health. Her husband's in med school. She, was going to go to med school, um, also, and then, uh, and is coming up with this kind of a different path, 
so when you listen to that um i i cannot believe it is april 20th 420 day when and and i definitely wanted to get on the mic yesterday and say hey it's 419 got a moment i also thought for sure i was going to release my interview i did with um is it mary webb from who wrote uh is Barb Webb, who wrote Getting Baked, Everything You Need to Know About Hemp, CBD, and Medicinal Gardening, which also, like, once I really got deep into her book, um, has just, like, so many, uh, not just recipes, but uh, uh, it's like a reference book for a medicinal garden. So it's not just about hemp. I mean, it teaches you about growing rosemary, basil, any herb you could ever imagine garlic celery cayenne pepper um onion shallots paprika saffron uh I, turmeric calendula chamomile lavender mustard nasturtiums um there's so much information in this book and it's one of the few books that publishers have sent me that mike has picked up too and really enjoyed so I, we talked for like two hours, but I never even, I barely got my computer out till the end of the day yesterday. I was on my computer, unfortunately, all weekend with a uh, children's book illustrator conference on the most beautiful days of the year. And I'm like, ah, but it had to be, I was getting OPI credits and also um, I'm submitting my work uh, to the people who are on the workshop. It was just a must have to watch. And, the, and then yesterday, I just didn't get the chance to be here like today. So anyway, some of the things I wanted to tell you about 420 today. Um, if you do get to listen to my interview that's getting released with Bethany Moore for 420 Day, which I did get out from the National Cannabis Industry Association. There was something I wanted to mention that at the very end, I kind of go into a rant about... Um, one of the reasons I mentioned the abortion issue, which seems like totally off, but when I was making phone calls for Steve Bullock's, because I felt it was so important that we get the Senate, if we were going to get anything past what we got past, and hopefully the infrastructure bill that we are hopefully going to get past, because I am very fearful that the... Um, Senate is going to flip again in 2022. I feel like we have this year and possibly next. I mean, already I'm seeing John Tester's out there campaigning and, and not voting on things. He didn't vote on the $15 minimum wage. He says he's for the Dakota pipeline. I can't believe these basic democratic things, but here he is running in a Republican state. We cannot afford to lose him. Um, and one of the things people told me over and over, why am I voting for Donald Trump? Why am I voting for Steve Bullock? These ultimate Republicans that I'm like, really, you're voting for them is the abortion issue. So many women saying, I just am against abortion. And I have been arguing with my mom and my husband and different Democrats I know because I'm not going to say that I'm not pro-choice. Certainly, I just don't believe government should have anything to do with a doctor. You know, it's between a woman I believe it's between a woman, the father, and the doctor. I think fathers should have a little more input there if they're in the picture. Um, you know, but I certainly... But I also have been doing a lot of research on the abortion issue. Why 
Does Planned Parenthood's website say that in 2021, one out of four women are still getting have an abortion in their lifetime? And it actually turns out most of these women are either on birth control, their birth control didn't work, uh, they already have more kids than they can afford. So why weren't, you know, I can't even believe we couldn't come up with a $15 an hour. I mean, I'm looking at McDonald's desperately. We need to hire here. Come work for us for 11, $12 an hour. Town pump here, Walmart here. Come work for us. Th- those big corporations can't. Yeah. A small business like Erica Douglas. Love her. The Buffalo cafe where I worked Love them. Can't there be like a cap? Like if you're a multi-millionaire business, if you're one of these Amazon minimums should be $15 an hour. I know they're saying they pay a minimum of $15 an hour down in Bessemer, Arizona. But again, those guys that I work for, the human resources guys, he's pointing out, really, is that even such a great wage? I mean, even in Bessemer, uh, Alabama, Maybe it is the only choice. Maybe they've come in. You don't want to lose your $15 an hour. It's a, it's a better choice. But it's still barely above poverty level in 2021. Like, that really should be, um, you know. And then people wonder, why do people not want to get off unemployment benefits? Now, I don't even believe that that works, that you can get off. Because when unemployment, they ask you, have you been offered a job uh, I did find out because of COVID, you don't have to be applying for work. But I also don't believe that people are sitting out their summer saying, hey, I'm just going to kick back on unemployment's dime because most people I know want to go to work. They're chomping at the bit to go to work. Nobody wants to sit home on the couch on unemployment. I don't care how much it's paying you. You want to have a job. You want to have responsibility where you get a paycheck. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, if you're just wondering where that little passionate cry comes from at the end, it's because I'm so frustrated with people telling me, well, I'm not going to, I'm going to vote for Donald Trump, even if he's against every other thing that I stand for. And he is a total womanizer and is just, you know, ruined, just pit our country against each other and has, well, whatever, I, I'm not going to get into, you know, but that was where that came from. Just how many people have told me, um, you know, I, I cannot vote for a Democrat. I cannot vote for Steve Daines. I cannot vote for, you know, you know, I did the Ossoff Warnock because I felt like it was so important. We, we get the Green New Deal through, I, I you know, it's the Green Organic Garden podcast because we support the Green New Deal. We support green jobs. You know, I love Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I love Greta Thunberg. I'm so glad to see what she said today about, you know, equality across the world. You know, here the United States is vaccinating healthy people before um, we're making sure that people in poorer countries, the same people who are suffering from climate change that they're not creating, are also being left out of the vaccine debate. So she's managed to put together um, some money to help buy some vaccines for people. I mean, I really, you know, I don't know if you call me a socialist or a humanist or a non-capitalist or whatever the heck I am. I believe in the human declaration of human rights, the declaration of human rights that the United Nations signed. Everybody has deserves um, fresh water, clean air, healthy food, 
uh, a pre-K through college education. Every man, woman, child on the planet. And until we meet all four of those things, I'm not going to stop screaming about them. And that's where, you know, I feel like my art, my Green Queen book, my podcast meet together. So I hope if you're listening to my show, those are the most important things wherever you are on the political spectrum. Um, I was glad to see Joe Biden. There was a plan I was reading yesterday about how they're finally going to take away the fossil fuel industry subsidies and say, hey, you cannot have any more of this money to drill for fossil fuels into our, you know, that are destroying our planet. We are going to take that money and put it into renewables. Everybody's, it's billions of dollars of tax dollars that will go to help pay for, um, you know, infrastructure that would, you know, go to build more quality homes, um, that have solar panels on the roofs built into them. What did Ron McCormack talk about? Um, geothermal heat, you know, St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City, the least expensive way to heat it was to drill down 2,000 feet under New York City and get the heat from there. That's a renewable source of energy. Um and to use so we can get some trains. I mean, what was Mike telling me that they're doing finally to try to get a high-speed train from Seattle to L.A.? How about also one from Chicago to New York so we can quit getting these planes out of the sky? Not only do planes terrify me, but let's get some high-speed, low-cost trains going in our country. Let's get people moving and visiting and make it easier Let's get some public transportation on Long Island. You know, when I go to visit my mom, the traffic is insane. Come on, America. We can do this. We can do this. I promise you, if you trust in the infrastructure bill, if you trust in the Green New Deal, um, we, we can come out on the other side. We can be renewable by 2030. I really believe 10 years we could do it in five years. I really think if we would just put the money where um, where it belongs. Let's get some cannabis growing. Let's build some stuff out of hemp. Let's do this. this is for 2021. Let's stop putting our people in jail. So Kat that I talked to, she wants to start a farm for prisoners to help rehabilitate prisoners. Let's get them growing some hemp. Like I had that interview I did with the Kentucky guy who was teaching prisoners how to grow some hemp. Let's give them some skills. Kamala Harris, if you haven't read her autobiography, The Compassionate Prosecutor, I love her. She is a problem solver. Um, I hope she gets a chance. You know, what did Bill Maher say the other night at the very end? Is here I've written a letter to HBO to be like, Bill... It's time to get off the air to give up your seat. Um, Mike and I finally switched to, uh, from Dish Network to DirecTV. Uh, after 20 years of being very happy Dish customers and saying, no, DirecTV, stop sending me these stupid flyers. I don't want you. There's just no way I was going to go through this pandemic without movie channels. So the guy laughed at me at Dish Network. He's like, I've never heard of anybody say they want their HBO. I'm like, dude, I cannot live without it any longer. I've been waiting six months 
for you guys to negotiate your contract. We're finally going with DirecTV. Now we're stuck with a two-year contract anyway. But one of the things we were excited about was to get Bill Maher back, but his just ignorance on Black Lives Matter and being a white ally and who was this guest that Sharon Osbourne saying, I am not a racist. You might not think you're a racist, but you are, are um, and I, I don't know what she is, but Bill is bordering on, wait, it was his interview with Megyn Kelly where he bashed the kid from um, Smith College without doing any research. And you could tell the only research he did was from the Washington Post article, which if you go and read the Washington Post article, it links directly to the smith.edu uh, investigation. And then if you go through the investigation, which is like this 21-page document, which I did read. So it's about this um, this kid who's sitting in the cafeteria eating her lunch. She's um, uh, worked with the summer school program that helped these kids. And the cafeteria was only open to the summer school program kids. And the reason she's in there is because her college ID card unlocks the door. So she gets in because she uses her D card because she works there. She's been eating lunch there every day. She just happens to be late that day. She gets her lunch. She's still sitting there finishing her lunch. The custodian had waved to her earlier, but later on... Something happens and some woman sees her in there later and calls, I guess custodian called cops or something. There's a video you can see of this kid's encounter with the cop. And you can see how the cop is actually hostile towards her, his stance, why she would be scared. It doesn't seem to be a big deal. But Bill Maher did none of this research and he just bashes and he's like, I'm sick of this cancel culture and this kid every time somebody that, you know, Bill Maher, when he was in college, would have probably been smoking a joint on that counter and nobody would have called the cops on him. This girl has every right to her feelings. And this is the difference between the Sharon Osbourne woman. So again, second incident of Bill Maher talking about cancel culture. Oh, we're going to get upset about everything. The problem is he's denying a person of color's feelings to feel scared. And when you watch the video of the cop actually confront this child who's just sitting on a bench, eating her lunch, getting a little piece, just um, finishing her lunch, doing her schoolwork, taking a rest minute. I don't know if she didn't have time to get back to her dorm or whatever. She was running late for work um, and just finishing, you know, how many times were you at college where you sat somewhere? I know I certainly, nobody would ever picked on me. Nobody would ever come up to me. I can remember sitting in the botany building or sitting somewhere in a closed student union. Nobody was ever going to come up to me and call the cops just because I was sitting on a corner you know, maybe the cafeteria was closed and, and all Bill Maher is like, oh, she wasn't supposed to be there anyway. Okay. Her card let her into the building because she was a, a TA who worked with the summer school program. So maybe the cafeteria closed at one thirty, and this is one thirty-eight or one forty-five or 2.15. Who cares if she's there two hours later? He should be siding with the kid not with um, 
the Washington Post story that barely covers it. The research is right there. All Bill had to do was go a little further. So sorry, Bill. If you're ready to retire, I think it's time for someone else to take that airtime. If you're telling me you're too old to do your research, you're a comedian with a large audience. Um, you know, you want to speak on these issues. Uh, so that was just something upset me. I ended up missing John Tester talk about his book because I was so riled up about the more I was digging into reading the Smith College thing, which the link is right there. It's so easy to research. It was, um, it's in the Washington Post article, right, that he references right on the show. Anyway, um, but the the problem is just like the Meghan Markle thing. He's denying Meghan Markle the right to feel the way she feels. She doesn't have to agree with everything. But Meghan Markle, she could talk about anything. I've been arguing with my mom. So many people are dissing Meghan Markle in the interview with Oprah. Let me tell you, Meghan Markle can do interviews. She doesn't have to do interviews. Yeah, they have plenty of money. It's the whole point. But meanwhile, she put herself out there as a woman of color to say, hey, this is how I feel. Those are are talking about suicide issues, talking about how people, and, and my brother said, oh, well, you know, did you hear what Michelle Obama said about it? Yeah, Michelle Obama said, well, what do you expect? No, she shouldn't expect to feel like she wants to kill herself when she's pregnant. And, and then she shouldn't, maybe even if she did, airing that and then opening herself up to all the abuse, which is what Bill Maher then goes to talk to Sharon Osbourne, lost her job because her friend Piers Morgan bashed Meghan Markle and he walked off whatever his set of his stupid show over in Britain. She didn't have to do that, but she's doing that because the royal family, sorry, yeah, she's 99 years old, the queen, needs some change. And maybe Harry and Meghan will go back there and someday Harry, you know, maybe he's eighth in line, whatever. She's trying to make change in a in a system. She spoke out even though it was hard for her, even though she knows she's going to get bashed on social media. She could talk about some other things. So um, that being said, I feel like I should play a little Uptown Funk for you guys. So my theme song for 2021 is Uptown Funk. Let me see if I can pull it up on my phone which I found when I was researching Michelle Obama's um, Grow Live. I No, it's not Grow Live. Michelle Obama put a... So I don't know if you know Bruno Mars' song, but trying to get a little more. But that's my song for 2021. Every year I get a song for the year that kind of like, um, I don't know, is my theme song. So for 2021, that's it. Because when I was researching the Michelle Obama's Let's Move movement, you know, like, let's move, let's grow healthy. She had those vegetable gardens. This video came up of Michelle and Obama doing the moves to this. So I challenge you. 
learn the Michelle Obama moves to the Uptown Funk. Put that, get that song. Make it your 2021 song. I'm telling you, if it's an alarm on your phone, if it plays in your car, if it comes off, you'll start snapping your fingers. You'll start dancing. It's the greatest song. And let's do this thing. Join Jane Fonda Fire Drill Fridays. Um, you know, follow Joan Gregerson on the uh, Green Team Academy. Earth Day's coming on Thursday. Uh, but anyway, I'm also taking this course called the Copy Cure on uh, being yourself. And if I'm turning you off today, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't mean to. Mike says, don't talk politics. Don't be so divisive. We want to teach people how to grow food. Well, I do want to teach people how to grow food. But if you don't like my politics, if you can, I don't know. It's funny because John Keefe and this guy over in somewhere, (laughs) they both keep writing me. John Keefe sent me two stickers this year and they were both like, Jackie, we hate your politics. I'm like, why are you still listening to my show? You can listen to Melissa Norris. You can listen to 20,000 other podcasters out there. What do I have to do? Well, yes, I have great guests. People have bashed me on iTunes. I'm the worst host. Sorry, I don't mean to be the worst host. I don't mean to have the worst sound, but I'm not going the other way. I love Greta Thunberg. I love Amy Goodman on Democracy Now! This is my show. Um, Eileen Cotrone, the listener of the year, she's a Bernie supporter. You know, if you're not a Bernie supporter, this probably isn't the show for you. If you don't believe in the Green New Deal, if you don't love Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, this might not be the show for you. That's fine. There is a show for you out there. I promise you. I do have great guests. Um, and I, and I appreciate them. And maybe you just have to skip over my rants. Uh, meanwhile, they do get the most, some of the most downloads. So I don't know what to say. Um, you know, I want an earth friendly world. Uh, Shailene Johnson, another podcaster I'm just in love with that I've been following. So Shailene Johnson and Hillary Clinton are the two that the first two I go to every time I got to go around the track this morning, anytime I go anywhere. Um, Shailene Johnson, what did she say? Um, Oh, I don't know. I can't remember what I was going to say about Shailene Johnson. Uh, I'm not sure I remember everything I was going to say in this update. So it's for 20 day. Um, so here's to for 20 day. It's my brother-in-law's birthday. He passed away in 2019 from lung cancer. Um, so we always think of him. It was really hard for me to watch Mike work in the mini farm without just, I don't know. It's not that he came and helped a ton, although he did really help build our fences and we couldn't have these places. You know, he was always somebody we could call on. I know the Rick Simpson cannabis oil was huge in his quality of life at the end there. You know, it, it could create a cure for cancer. Um, so I hope on this 420 day, you're thinking about what can we do for recreational use, uh, medical use, uh, hemp for oil, you know, for eating oil, for building plastics. If you don't know already, plastics are made from oil, mostly from petroleum products, but we could be making them from 
oil we grow from hemp. Henry Ford made the strongest car way back in the 20s from hemp oil. We can make paper products from it. We can make awesome clothes from it. Uh, We can eat it. We can feed it to our animals. Just so many great things about hemp to say nothing of the CBD benefits. Um, If you listen to my thing today with Bethany, you'll hear me talk about how ridiculous it is that, you know, if, if it was legal, uh, ki- kids would have a harder time getting access to it. The price would drop. It would get rid of these, a lot of these cartels. Oh, I started talking about Greta. You know, a lot of the reasons people are leaving Honduras, they're leaving uh, Guatemala, they're leaving Nicaragua is because of the criminal elements down there that, and the drug war. And if we would just legalize it and regulate it, I mean, we have people that can go buy beer, they can buy whiskey, they can go beat their wives. We have a huge domestic abuse crisis in our country. A lot of that could be taken care of. We wouldn't have these cops going into these situations um, if we could just regulate and legalize and take the, get rid of the illegal market. That's where the money comes from. You know, uh, it really take the profitability out of illegal drugs. And also, you know, why the other thing, their farms because of climate change down in Nicaragua and Guatemala and Honduras, these people, but it's like, was it Tom Hartman or somebody was saying, do you know what it takes for them to become a migrant and, and immigrant and get to our border to leave their home with a plastic bag and walk all these miles? It is not their first choice. They would rather stay home. But climate change is affecting their homes, our policies. This is why I get so frustrated with people that don't vote. Hello, you are an American citizen. Your vote is policy being made in other countries. And this is part of why I love millennials, because I feel like they're not putting it up with it anymore. They're not burying their heads in the sand. They're not going to support unlimited capitalism and these endless wars and and gun, uh, you know, selling weapons and and money and, and keeping drugs illegal and keeping these wars on drugs going that are wrecking other people's lives. They're not going to put up with companies that don't support, um, you know, climate change regulations. So, you know, it's, I look at Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's, the comments and the, when she posts on Instagram and the ignorance, oh, you're taking away our, our high paying jobs with the DAPL pipeline. Those are good paying jobs. Sorry. We could have so many more jobs if we would build, um, you know, high-speed trains. Uh, at one point, I was talking about when I go to my mom's. So I'm finally supposed to head to my mom's uh, this Sunday and get to hug my mom for the first time since 2018. And then I'm going to be in Long Island traffic. They're still using the same expressway they've been using for... They can't... They need new trains, high-speed trains, more trains, more tracks, something public transportation, the number of cars, you know, we can do better in the United States, but we've got to invest it. We've got to change the way maybe our money is invested or 
you know, I, I, I just hope Joe Biden's bill is going to be enough. There were these really funny guys on Christian Amanpour the other day. Oh, what are they? If you haven't seen this, I'll try to put the link in the, uh, in the show notes. They have a, um, where are their names? They have a, uh, a, a podcast called Politically Reactive, I think. Who are they? Kamu Bell, W. Kamu Bell, and Hari Kondabolu. I don't know how to say it. Say, get out of the way. They're like, really? The best guy you can give us for the environment is John Kerry. There's all these young people out there um, that have been standing up for climate change and you pick John Kerry to be the environmental guy. Uh, you got to watch it. I'll put the link. I finally found it on YouTube on important company established Democrats. Get out of the way. Sorry. Uh, ever since Diane Feinstein told those sunrise kids to get out of her office, you know, these are kids who want to go to school in California and are like, how many days have I missed school because of the smoke from the fires? two years ago. Mike's giving me, I told you, don't talk politics on your show. (laughs) Frustration. But anyway, you know, I check out their podcast, Politically Reactive. Check out these guys. I'll put the YouTube link on Christiana Amanpour the other day. So fantastic. Happy Earth Day, everyone. Um, Love you. Love you for listening. And um, build your own organic oasis. Do you know someone who would benefit from the Organic Gardener podcast? If you like what you hear, we'd love it if you'd share the Organic Gardener podcast with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and remember, grow local.